on this episode of Doctor Who's That. We're 25 episodes old. Hello and welcome back to Doctor Who's That. This is your Doctor Who expert, Sean Gleason, and joining me as always is Bay and Andy. Hello, uh, I'm Andy. I am the uh, dumb one, but, you know, I have survived uh, the pandemic so far, so doing all right. This is Bay. I'm here and I'm completely covered in hand sanitizer from head to toe. Yep, so it's been a while since we've recorded. I think the last time we recorded was back in March of 2020, and it is currently September. Oh, man. Yeah. It's been 10 years. It's yeah. such a long time. Felt like it, right? Yeah. It's been about a thousand episodes of television for me. How about you all? <laughs> I Like three or four hundred. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Several new hobbies. My my Animal Crossing Island has been remade like about 10 times over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been quite a uh, time, hasn't it? But we're joining you this week to wrap up season two of Classic Doctor Who with our 25th episode spectacular. Yay. Woo! It was worth wow. the wait. Although, like, to them, it's going to be nothing. Like, the, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's the big deal? Like, it's 2030. Like, we've yeah. had three plagues <laughs> since then. <laughs> oh, no. Ebola 5. Right. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to, like, uh, start the new series. I mean, especially now that we're all more or less still trapped in our houses, um, like, TV is like the new watch together pastime. I mean, we could conceivably like use one of the new streaming uh, together solutions to like watch these together and kibitz while we're doing it. Who knows, right? The world's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've been watching movies online for months now, right, Bay? Oh, yeah. Uh, only the worst. Yep. <laughs> only only the, the worst uh, horror schlock uh, every Monday. Yeah. Well, like you know what? Count me in for that. I'm I'm interested. I have I've yet to try out like a good streaming like solution, but I know that like at least Plex does it, right? And others too, I'm sure. Yeah, we've been watching things off of YouTube, so I've been using SyncTube for mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for this. It's one of these things where if this crisis had happened a decade ago, we would be in much worse shape. Yeah. Like this is probably the best time in history for something like this to happen. There's never a good time. No. Right. But you can conceivably work from home. You can connect with people. Uh, you can listen to a podcast and not feel so alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like we have listeners now. Like this, it's been long enough. 
uh, that we have actually been able to release episodes and you know we've we've got like that you know that five star one person rating it's great you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if you've been enjoying what we're doing please go out there like rate subscribe give us some feedback so we can make this better yeah Yeah. definitely so let's get into talking about season two uh last time we did our wrap-up we talked about some of your expectations for this coming season So how does what we saw in season two, how does that compare to what you were expecting uh, going into it? Andy, you want to start us off? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, So I remember that I predicted that Susan is just going to vanish. And I guess that's more or less what happened, right? I feel like when a character departs a show, especially a show like Doctor Who where it's more or less like open-ended and kind of unending what, you know, people get like the, the doctor, you know, themselves gets recycled. Um, so it's kind of like really open-ended. I feel like they give characters like kind of like a goodbye arc, you know, to mm-hmm. a degree. And I, you know, they kind of did that with, with Susan. I mean, it, I guess, yeah, there was kind of like a little bit of, maybe building up to something or other but certainly during the serial itself like it was pretty clear that they were trying to kind of like slowly well as slowly as possible within you know however many episodes uh kind of fade her out but it still felt maybe i guess a little surprising how it went down it felt abrupt to me but um but they did telegraph it for a few bit. episodes let's see i predicted more um team cohesion i guess we kind of got that i mean you know they even if it's just from the actors being more comfortable with each other the whole barbara ian doctor thing felt more natural like much more friendly um and when um new susan (laughs) so bad vicky yeah vicky yes uh yeah when vicky comes on like it was pretty clear that they were like, well, we we can't lose that kind of young energy. So, um, you know, we have to bring on another teenage analog girl. But she was like so, um, I guess, ebullient and, uh, and likable or whatever. She like really kind of endeared herself pretty quickly to, you know, the characters as well as like the audience. So, yes, I think we got that. Yeah. And she clearly gelled with everybody very, very easily. quickly. Yeah, very yeah. quickly. She even warmed my cold heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I, I said to you, I think I remember saying to you back then, right? It's like you're now once you hate your first new companion, you're a true like Doctor Who fan, right? When you're like, this person sucks. They never should have got rid of that person. <laughs> it's like, yes, welcome, right? Wait you know? till you feel that when you meet a new doctor. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's no. Traumatic. <laughs> so hard. Um Let's see, what did I say? I said that there was going to be, you know, hopefully better writing. I think, you know, we kind of got that mostly. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. That one's kind of up in the air. Um, There's still plenty of Terry Nation episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I predicted there was going to be like the return of something we've seen already, like a uh, callback to the Daleks. I think I nailed that one pretty good. Um, more threats to the TARDIS itself. I think there were, yeah. 
there were probably a couple of those, like, you know, like, we might lose it kind of situations. Um, it was buried in the desert. We had the um, the yeah. time when the yeah. ants, there the ants almost got in. The Zarbi, yes. <laughs> yes, the Zarbi, thank you. Right. <laughs> We've even had other time machines. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I predicted uh, there would be uh, more historicals, which was definitely the case. At least four, four of them, I guess, right? We had a couple that were definitely definite historicals, and then a few that had some historical elements. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then I predicted Cybermen, and I did not get them. I did not get them. <laughs> uh, that was the one thing I was... Because, like, you know... Uh, I'm, you know, the mod kind of the, the in-between guy, right? Like I'm really familiar with much with more modern who, but I do like have some memories of like my grandfather and like them watching like the older serials and the Cybermen have just always seemed to me to be like this, like so iconic. I was like, well, they've must be season two, right? Like, cause they're clearly derivative. Um, but you know, they've been, they're so iconic and they've been around for so long that they must be old, right? So they must have been season two. And I was wrong about that. I did not know that. So we have yet to see them. So those are, that, those were my predictions. I thought it was a good prediction. Yeah. I mean, it made sense. Like, right. Like clearly they're so important, right? They must have been like a season two thing. Like I was, I, I guess another thing I was expecting was something that I recognized to show up for the first time here. And I don't think I got that. Right. Like something I recognize from Modern Who. This seems like a season where they tried some stuff and it went like none of it ended up sticking well enough to come back. I mean, maybe, you know, some of it is was mined for comic or audio dramas later, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with that part of the corpus. I mean, you know, you have the concept of, I guess, other people from the doctor's planet. Sure. Showing up. But yeah, that's about it in terms of, you know, things that would uh, come back later. There are right. definitely some more risks that were taken. Yeah. Right? Some fine, some ants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm raring to go on the rankings. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the Monoptra. <laughs> So in terms of uh, my predictions, I was looking back over the list. Um, I thought we'd get further away from that original BBC educational premise idea. You know, Mm. um, this is uh, basically public television. We need to get into children's homes and and, uh, teach them something, for goodness sake. That more or less went out the window. I mean, not really. We we still have historical um, episodes, and and uh, and that's kind of basis. I mean, I definitely learned some things from our viewing this season, um, but you can see where they've kind of strayed more into the science fiction realm and oh, pure yeah. pure entertainment. So you yeah. say you you got the your your prediction. You believe your prediction was borne out. I I, th- I think it's I think I was right. About I would agree. That one. Yeah. I would definitely agree. I mean, there's like there's at least you know there's like two or three historicals, but like they've definitely you're right. Like that that whole like very detectable kind of like heavy hand of of educational influence is is just kind of gone. Yeah, you didn't feel like you got you know the John Lucarati extreme research type things that you got with Marco Polo and such. Well, not only that, but in some of the season one episodes, 
uh, I definitely felt as if there were a bunch of checkboxes that yeah. they were trying to hit with those historical episodes. And we've gotten further away from such blatant telegraphing of, of that educational goal. In terms of other predictions, I said there would be uh, budgetary improvements with better sets and costumes. Uh, I, I feel like this is maybe a mixed success. Um, they definitely have better studios that they can work with. They can mm -hmm. be a little bit more ambitious, uh, wild props like uh, the Planet of the Giants and, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but we also had some, I, th I kind of feel like there were some missteps uh, this season uh, in terms of that. I mean, we already, we could talk about the Zarbi all day. That was definitely a case of more costume rather than better costume. <laughs> well, and that, to me, that that's that's almost like proving it, right? Like they had more budget, they just yeah. Well, they made it, maybe they should have spread it out more, right? Like they definitely blew through a lot of it on Planet of the Giants, and then they kind of went wackadoo um, <laughs> on the web planet. But like maybe they should have done something else with it. I don't know, you yeah. know but but I mean, we've had more exterior shots. You know, um, we've had better studios and uh, things are looking up. You know, they could yeah. have used that extra budget to get a new monkey, but oh well. <laughs> monkey. <laughs> I had predicted that the Daleks would return in some form or fashion. They were, I think, in the second serial of yep. the first season. And lo and behold, they were in the second serial of the second season. Yeah, uh, it's like clockwork, really. Um, they've got to keep that money coming. They've got to upgrade the studios. You know, we need to sell some toys for Christmas. We saw two whole stories filled with Daleks. I did not expect it to be that yeah. extreme. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we would maybe at most get one other Dalek story. I like what they did with them. And I know I was just like ragging on Terry Nation, um, but... There was some new stuff with the Daleks, which I appreciated. And now they've got beef, right? Yeah. It's not just once that the Doctor has screwed everything up for them. It's it's multiple times, and they're going to chase him down and make things right. Mm -hmm. well, well, for fascists, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said that Susan's role would diminish further and would be slowly phased out. Um, Susan role i guess diminish it was more abrupt like i was saying it more just happened i was not expecting it to happen so quickly after my prediction um i i was shocked by how early in this season we lost susan yeah me too and and it felt like a real blow to me at the time that being said after one or two serials with vicky i was kind of like susan who yeah so yeah, she's so good. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a definite chemistry that she immediately had with the doctor. I think it took a little bit longer for her to get it with Barbara and Ian, but almost immediately it was like she'd been there forever. I said that Hartnell's condition would worsen. Uh, I feel like it definitely did, especially when we had the Dalek invasion of Earth. It sounds like those injuries continue to plague him. Didn't, isn't that the one where he got like hurt on the table? I think he hurt his back. Yeah. Yeah. He'd fallen or something. 
Yeah, something I want to say. One part of the prop fell apart, and he fell onto it with his back. The ramp. I think the yeah. ramp collapsed. Right, 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 right. I mean, he's he's still pretty spry. They've turned him more into an action doctor, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But he's not doing quite as well, I think. So I I'd say a mix on that mm-hmm. one. I said we'd get new companions. I mean, that's a binary thing we did. Yeah. Um, we we got two, which I was not expecting to get a second one. I said that Barbara and Ian would get home. I didn't expect them to get home second season necessarily, mm-hmm. um, but I appreciated that they went home together. There was almost a little bit of a romantic vibe, but they didn't like really lean into that. So that that was kind of nice. Uh, what else did I say? We learned more about. Um, the Doctor's Planet, where he comes from, his people, why he's traveling. Um, I definitely feel like we've learned a little bit more about him, especially with um, episodes like The Time Meddler, where we met another person who is a, a Time Lord, even though they don't call him a Time Lord. I don't know that it's necessarily in enough depth, but we've learned more about him. We've learned more about the TARDIS. I, I actually felt pretty good about these predictions. Um, I also had said that the Doctor would slowly become the protagonist. And um, I think that bore out. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Especially once, you know, we lose Ian, then there's no doubt that he's our protagonist. Yeah, who's going to step in and fill that role? Steven? Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Steven... Let's go into our opinions on our new characters for this season. Since we've talked plenty about Susan, Ian, and Barbara, let's take a look at uh, Vicky and Steven. So what do you guys think of Steven in the two stories that we've seen him in so far? All right, you want me to come out swinging? Cool. Yep. (laughs) Um, I think he was was not done any favors by being introduced as the uh and as somebody who is from you know appalachia i found him <laughs> deeply offensive <laughs> well the actor to be not fair Steven, that was a but, different yeah. character yeah <laughs> no i know but like what i'm saying is is that like it was difficult for me not to see him when steven came by even though he was de- you know like very clearly I guess he impressed them with his yokel or something. Like, I don't know how we, I guess from like what I'm saying is, is like, I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing how some production decider, right? Like some director was like that guy, let's bring that guy back. Like after that performance that he gave, like how that happened, I forget. My, my understanding is that William Hartnell and Maureen O'Brien really liked him. And they said, hey, why don't you cast him as Stephen? Oh, okay. Well, you know, and I remember when we were introduced to Stephen, like, uh, is is he like a fighter pilot or something? Like, that's the idea. As, as I recall, he was a prisoner of one of right. the, is it Mechazoid? Yeah, Mechanoid? he was a spaceman who was okay. a prisoner of the Mechanoids. Okay, right. So he was just kind of like a rogers kind of type but like maybe not so good because he got captured or whatever (laughs) um and i remember his kind of swagger and i was like i i I do remember i saw him for the first time and like 
some of the dialogue started to go and I was like, Oh no, like he's going to, they're going to make this guy into a companion. Like I just like, I felt it and I didn't like it, but um, then it looked like he was going to die and I was really happy. And then he (laughs) didn't. And I'm still not sure, I guess really we've only had the one episode with him as like a proper companion, but to be honest, I found it somewhat forgettable. So, you know, hey, Steven, you know, I'm still pulling for you, buddy, but you're not, you know, you're not doing so good. I I'd want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was really disappointed with him in the, the time meddler. He didn't really step into the role like I wanted him to. But I remember during, I think that was the chase was the serial where he was introduced. Yeah. yeah. I was disappointed that they apparently went in all in on Steven, as I recall. And then it seemed like a fake out where they left without him. And so I I appreciate that we have a new companion to fill the void in my heart from Babs and Ian <sighs> just leaving. But <sighs> but he, he's not enough, at least not yet. He's got to get there. He's got to put in the time. I don't think he's ever going to get there. Like, I mean, <laughs> Barbara was brutal for me. And Ian, you know, that that was that sucked too. But like Barbara was, you know, I'm, I'm, oh, she was so cool. And <laughs> them going, I just wanted to come back, I guess, a little bit to them, like how they went out. I was like, at the very end, I was like, are they going to be lazy? Are they going to like you know, have them kiss or, you know, end up together or whatever. And they don't do that. And I thought that's pretty, you know, that's pretty cool of you, right? Like you don't have to go for the, the low hanging fruit. Even back then they didn't, they didn't do that. And they, you know, they just kind of left it up to the playground of the mind to decide. And that was cool. I got to tell you, if it was done now, they definitely would have gone with a romantic subplot. Oh, of course. sure. Well, I mean, I think if it was done, you know, maybe like, recently but like now i feel like we're kind of there definitely feels like a movement and of course now being like in case you're just tuning in uh late 2020 after the world is ending um (laughs) like now it i definitely feel like a trend of bucking a lot of those stereotypes especially as as far as like um you know younger women are concerned right like there there does feel like kind of a movement to be like you know they don't they don't need to be interested in you know not everybody has to have a love interest right so like you know yeah, it felt kind of it felt kind of modern to me. I liked it. Got to stay six feet apart from everybody at all times. So. And then there's that. Right? <laughs> it's not like they're making new TV now. Yeah, yeah, but you know that the TARDIS is pretty large inside. You could probably stand six feet away from everybody else. Right. <laughs> but how is Ian going to punch people from six feet away? <laughs> well, I mean, he's gonna. I mean, good mask and latex gloves. Didn't wasn't he given a sword? He had yeah. a sword. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he'll just get more into the sword fighting bit. <laughs> so what about Vicky? What do you all think of Vicky? She's the best. <laughs> I had my doubts at, at the beginning of that. Um, actually, when we were looking back over the episodes, I did not remember the rescue, at least not from the name. And I right. looked and I saw it was two episodes. I was like... A two-episode serial. Aren't they all like six episodes now? (laughs) Um, 
when she was first introduced, I did not expect to like her. And I've been presently, yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it was tempting, you know, because didn't, I, I think I remember reading that like they wanted to have her dye her hair darker so yeah. that she would look more <laughs> like Susan. And she was like, no. And I'm like, thank God you did that. Because, you know, I mean, I think she knew what she was up against. And I think she also knew that, you know, it was going to be very easy to see her as like a, just like a drop-in replacement, right? Like, Yeah, as choosing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Like just dropping, like, like you know, okay, new teenage girl, you are now exactly the same person, but from the future. And okay, we'll let you be blonde, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But like her, the strength of her performance was such, and her, like her, just the chemistry was such that like, it's pretty hard not to like her. And she has some really interesting, like unique kind of traits to her as well. Right. Like she seemed the most open-minded of the group, which I think is a, a, a trait that is later kind of taken over by the doctor and much later in the series, you know, where people will be afraid of something that's alien. And, you know, the doctor will say, Oh, well, you know, you're just, you're, you're thinking with a very earthly mindset or whatever. And like, you know, this is actually completely harmless or, or normal or whatever. And it, it, Vicky is kind of doing that. I felt like. It's still very important that Vicky is human. Mm-hmm. Susan was not, she was the granddaughter of the doctor. So even though it, it's it's a little further away from who we are, because both Ian and Barbara were from the Earth's present at the time of the recording, so people could identify with them and what they knew in their mindset, they've got to write Vicky in such a way that she's familiar and comfortable with, you know, technologies or concepts that haven't come to pass yet but she can still be the surrogate for the audience to the doctor so he can understand more about who we are right i think i think in a vicky represents um but she's actually there's a lot of like f- of interesting firsts with her like there's that that kind of broad attitude which i i alluded to earlier and she's also kind of the first in what i can only assume is a lo- is a long line at least from modern who experience of companions or like acquaintances that are human, but future human. Right. I mean, like we, and we've, we've run into a few of them, like a uh, web planet. I think there was like some future humans at the very beginning or something like that. Not web planet. Um, Oh, it was last season. What was the one where they, they had that really awkward thing floating outside oh, of the hole? The sensorites. Oh sensorites. yeah. 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 <laughs> Like there were some like future humans in that. That was kind of one of the first like, you know, oh, oof, humans made it this far out. Thank God, you know. Um, Come to think of it, both Victoria and Stephen are both future humans. We yes. don't have anyone from the 60s on the show anymore. Yeah, yeah that's true. And like, I think that's, it's an int- I think in a lot of ways, Susan's departure and, and then and Vicky coming on are a transitionary period to the more modern alien kind of doctor who because i really think that you know this like certainly in the first season they're kind of like i don't know yeah he's an alien whatever he's a space guy you know he's a space old dude and then there's a space granddaughter like whatever you know (laughs) maybe they're humans and then slowly they've kind of like we we, have we really actually like established at this point in the series that like he is an alien and not just kind of a spaceman that is has future technology right like yeah we haven't 
And we we have um, really okay. Like, yeah, I mean, Susan described her home planet. That's so, true. That's yeah. true. That's had true. like you, s- silver leaves and an orange sky. I yeah. Think. Right. 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 Which is incidentally impressive that they <laughs> kept on that, that for yeah. exactly long. that. Because they could have gotten rid of so much. But yeah, hey, listen, yeah. if you go to the West Coast right now, you'll see an orange sky as well. So. <laughs> right. Oh God. Yeah. God. But too soon to finish my thought. Uh, Never mind, it's finished. No, wait, okay, yeah, what I was going to say, <laughs> what I was going to say is it's like, the, it is a transition from, by by kind of removing Susan, they pave the way to like definitely kind of make it more about like him being unique and an alien. And she was always kind of this weird, you know, kind of half character thing in that regard. Like her alienness wasn't really discussed beyond, oh, she's really good at like, science and stuff and then they were like oh well let's give her a little telep nah let's take that away so like yeah all right uh do you all want to say anything about your opinion on the doctor so far now that we're two seasons in with uh with william hartnell as the doctor i'm gonna miss him i think when he finally goes um absolutely he's he you know at first Especially coming from like a modern who background, I was really not sure if I was going to like him or not. I was like, this is going to be a slog. It's just going to be so stodgy and different and not at all enjoyable. And I've, I've really been pleasantly surprised, especially with some of the more giddy action doctor, yeah. naughty doctor. Like I still his exchange with Kubla Khan is one of my favorite things in the series so far. Just like the two old dudes, like so cool. Playing backgammon, yeah. right. hanging out. But also him in, uh, in the, um, I guess the, you know, the Romans too. And um, the swashbuckling that he did in the, I guess the sewers in, was that Invasion of Earth? Yeah. He started out in season one, sometimes being pretty unlikable. Yeah. Um, it was, strange for him to be the main character in the show. And I think he's stepped into that role. He's become the main character. He's become more likable. He likes the companions. He's sorry to see them go. Yeah. He had compassion for Susan. He liked Barbara and Ian so much that near the time that they were about to go, it almost felt like a elementary school child lashing out mm-hmm. because they no longer wanted to stay. You know, you don't, you, what, you want to go back to 1960s instead of jump around time and space with me forever? How dare you? Yeah. So I I really am going to miss Hartnell. I kind of like him being an old curmudgeon. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know how much more time we have with him. Uh, so... I I hesitate to make any predictions because anytime I say something, you know, the next episode, he'll be gone. (laughs) All right. So even though you hesitate to make any predictions, do you all have any predictions moving forward for what we'll see (laughs) next season or anything that you think might happen with our characters? Well, Mm. I had better see my damn Cybermen. Like if they're not in in season three – I'm going to have to start asking some tough questions. Like, what are they still doing around as, you know, derivative as they are of the Daleks? I mean, they use the same voice modulator, just with slightly different settings. Like, guys, come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, they're, they, you know, they get kind of cool, I guess. 
But so like, if anybody that has any pull in the modern series is listening, bring back the mechanoids. Yes, it's time. It's time. Yeah, it's time because like I, you know, they. Well, you don't, but I know that there are some Dalek Cybermen face-offs that they made a lot of hay with, and that's fine. But, you know, if you look back at that episode, the Mechanoids were kind of badass. I'm just saying. Like, they and they held their own. So maybe, you know, you can make them like an offshoot of the Daleks or whatever. Just, you know. A true, like, head-to-head alien battle. And yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about something with, you know, we don't need the Zarbi versus the Daleks. <laughs> Though I would be fine if the Zarbi were completely genocided by the Daleks. Or, well, I don't know, the Zarbi or the Minoptra. The I mean, Minoptra was annoying. All it would take would be a really bright light, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bug zapper. <laughs> Um, I guess, um, I'm going to predict that Steven's not going to last very long. That's going to be my prediction. Um, I don't feel like he's marketable. I like Um, that. That's bold. Yeah. I think Vicky's going to stick around and Steven in like a couple episodes, he's just going to be like, no, no, I'm going to go back to the future. And then he's off. I'm going to predict another companion, not necessarily so that we have four main characters again. It might be a bit much. Um, especially if we're trying to keep track of everyone and they're, they're running around. But um, I, I'm going to predict that we have another person either from 1960s or the past. We haven't had anyone from the past. That would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't actually considered that. Hmm. I guess I would like to see another kind of more psychological episode like wackadoo unstuck in time sort of thing. <laughs> I kind of like to see that. Mm-hmm. I I expect that there will be at least one episode next season where they catch us off, off guard. We kind of had that first season where we reached the end of time. Um, I feel like the Planet of Giants was another one where they threw a curveball. Um, they tried something new. I think we're going to get something else unexpected rather than just bug-eyed alien or you know historical drama i suppose i should do like one more i can't remember if this is true but i'm gonna go ahead and predict that it's gonna be like our our last season with the first doctor i yeah i think that that's a good prediction i think that that sounds right because i know that his health has been failing a little bit I know also, because we talked about it, that we are headed into a rough patch in terms of recordings. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And recordings that haven't been animated. Yep. I'm going to predict, though, that we will have his regeneration. I know enough to know that that's what it's called. That we'll have his regeneration in a format that we can see. I I would be surprised if the first regeneration is lost to time. Oh, you mean like, yeah, it's not going to have to be animated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, there's a very real possibility that he falls into a volcano and the new guy steps out. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I really I wouldn't. I remember like 
how many if there have been any really awkward regenerations i do recall a couple but yeah uh, there there have been some over the years (laughs) Pucci died on his way back to his home planet (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's get into our rankings then and like last time We'll start at the bottom of the list. So we'll go from the ninth ranked story up to our first ranked story. So, Bay, we'll go ahead and start with you. What do you have ranked as number nine? Ooh, I have to reverse my ranking here. Um, so I had the fifth serial in this sequence, the web planet, as my lowest ranked serial for this season. It should come as no surprise. We uh, basically have been making fun of it since (laughs) first we first laid eyes on it. Yeah. I do want to give it a little bit of a a send off here though, before, you know, we tear into it. I did not like the special effects for the big, bad fungus enemy (laughs) at the end, but I thought it was a cool concept Yes. If they remade that now, I'm sure they could do a much better job and it would be much more menacing. When we finally got down there, that part I enjoyed. But the Zarbi themselves, the Minoptra, we it was it was too long. Yeah. Yeah, it was very long. <laughs> I mean, it should come as no surprise. Like I I wanted to bump it so bad. Like, because I thought that that was a cool idea, just like you, but I hated it so much. <laughs> like, well, I, it's, it's, it was more like a, like, I, I remember on like our internal Facebook group, I was like, this is the worst opening of a battle scene ever yeah. because like, it's just the same shot of a guy swirling and then the a guy crawling in a suit. Like it's, uh, it's not menacing at all. And like I, I, that upset me so much that like I extracted the video and added like Kirk versus Spock <laughs> battle music to it, and I was like, "See, this is all it would have taken, right?" Yeah, it was immediately better. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I nailed it. That's right. And like to everybody <laughs> watching home, if we can find a way to like usage, I, I'm pretty. I it's gotta fall within fair use. It's probably not that long. Whatever. I'll figure it out, um, but whatever. <laughs> like I'll I'll add royalty free to it if I have to, although it's nowhere near as good. Um, yeah. So I just oh so it was just so long, and like I just was not buying the Monoptera like at all. <laughs> like even the like the 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 Zorbi Zarbi Zarbi see Zarbi. God. And you had the like little scrubbing bubble with the proboscis. I like I liked them. I thought like there was you could only see like a person's arms like a couple times. <laughs> and like <laughs> And then of course you also had the Optera. Which was that the, the, the There were the ones who lived underground. Oh and- god, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. They sucked so bad. Oh they were yeah. like Kind of racist in a weird <laughs> yeah. alien way. But at the same time, right, it was like a unique concept. They're and like, hopping. we're going to have this uh, neonate, neonatony, is that what it's called? I think it's a biological term for insects that maintain like a younger form without. How can you say that you're the dumb one when you're pulling out, you know, <laughs> this is like SAT level. Well, I mean, like I, w- I briefly went to school to be a biologist, but like also 
uh, I think my my the my dumbness comes in like I miss <laughs> the most obvious things. Like I forget what it was that I missed like last season, but it was like at the very end I was like, oh oh yeah, that's right, that guy was an alien. Like it was so stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I thought that was actually kind of cool. But then like their execution was again just hot garbage. So it's like the idea of you know just like that somebody had enough forethought to be like oh yeah maybe there's this like offshoot that lives underground and like they stay in this kind of other form they don't have wings and they're more primitive and you're like yeah okay yeah i can deal with that and like in the fungus and and the controlling mind control and all that stuff but then like you see it in execution they're like rock crush and it's just so bad and it's just like (laughs) As I recall, they also had trouble saying Ian Chesterton's name. Wasn't that right? Oh, gosh. I don't remember which ones called him Wad anymore. But yeah, <laughs> like the Monoptera called him Heron. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Heron? Uh, yeah. But you can't see it, but I'm I'm waving my hands yeah. around as if I'm underwater. Oh, God, they did that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, unlike you two... I did give this one a bit of a bump just for its being crazy and wild and out of its mind throughout. And I ended up putting the Space Museum at the bottom. Really? Okay. Uh, You know, not the worst choice. As much as I love the first episode of the Space Museum, the rest of the Space Museum is just so slow and generic. I mean, at least you had something to laugh at throughout with the web planet you didn't really have anything to latch on to for those last three episodes of the Space Museum. So yeah. wait, just, just to be clear now, right? This was everybody's lowest pick, yeah. right? Number nine ranking. Yeah. So I say Web Planet. Andy, were you Web Planet as oh, well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then we have the Space Museum. I only mention this because it's a good segue into my... <laughs> My number eight ranking, I guess is what I will call it, which was also the Space Museum. I I thought it was pretty weak as well. The mystery at the beginning was was alarming. It was kind of cool to have them being cloned almost in those pods and and trying to figure out why there was a version of them that was already in the Space Museum. But... It felt like a worse episode of something I'd already seen by the time <laughs> we got to the end of it. You know, it felt like a it felt like a copy of a serial that had been done better. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very Damon Lindelof. Or just gonna say. <laughs> it started off in a way that made me kind of uncomfortable, you know, because how do I describe this? Like, you know, modern TV it's usually like more there's like certainly horror existential horror and even a little bit like with you know series like tales from the loop or whatever where it's like weird and maybe a little unsettling but at least you can still mostly wrap your mind around it and like the beginning of this episode just seemed kind of like unstuck and unsettling to me in a strange way and i thought they were going to take it to an interesting place. And then it I seem to remember it mostly just being involved with like somebody hating his job. Right? Yeah. Like, isn't that mostly what it was? I mean, there's <laughs> so part of bad. that 
the the revolutionaries who didn't actually want to revolution until Vicky came in and yelled revolution. Oh yeah, like the jet. They were like the 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 sharks or the jet. Like I just thought I thought of them as like a '60s, you know, like gang. Like oh come on, man, stay cool, boys. Yeah, so bad. Yeah, no, it it was not good. (laughs) Somebody had started undergoing a process to be preserved. Yeah, the doctor was irreversible. Yeah, and they somehow reversed (laughs) irreversible until they reversed it. Right. Oh, now I remember. I remember that as a as a thing, but I I don't remember caring. And then I remember the character Sita, who was there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I guess we should move on to my number eight. Um, I you know it, it was close. Um, but um, for me, it was the the time meddler. I just yeah, oh yeah, really? Yeah. I mean, I like that there was a new. Time Lord, I guess, but I just don't. I, I I remember kind of finding it, I don't know, goofy and boring. Mm. And like, I like the idea of another person who's traveling through time, but is maybe doing so for like the wrong reasons. But I just, I, I there wasn't enough there for it to really like sell me. Uh, see, yeah. I have I have that much higher, um, but I kind of liked Dark Doctor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I just, for whatever reason, and maybe um, it's just been so long, but I just don't, I didn't, like, I didn't find it particularly memorable. So that's where mm-hmm. I put it. it. It is interesting that that is the last episode that we had really covered. That's the last one we recorded on. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like it should be more vibrant to me. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it hasn't really stuck in my mind quite as much as some of these other stories. So I think you, you're onto something there. Yeah, I just found it to be kind of, I don't know, meh. Yeah. I'm sure I probably gave it a thumbs up like seven months ago. But yeah. Everything, but like. <laughs> All right. Well, my number eight was the web planet because it can't be bumped up much higher than this yeah. for all the reasons yeah, yeah. that we talked about already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving on to number seven, Bay. Uh, number seven for me, well, I actually originally had this one much higher, but the three of us were chatting a little bit before this episode, and I started remembering things that I liked and disliked about all of these episodes, and I had to move this one down. Mm. Uh, it was the Romans. Yeah. I want to make clear that I like the Romans, I learned stuff about the Romans. I very much liked having Ariel, our friend Ariel, Mm -hmm. on the podcast because she knows so much about that period in history that I have less knowledge about. So I enjoyed it. There was a little too much goofy comedy for me in there. And um, I did find it particularly unsatisfying that our two sets of companions had wildly different experiences Mm -hmm. and then came back together and didn't really ever get the whole story. I kind of wanted it to intersect a little bit more. The more I thought about it, the more I had to bump it down. Mm -hmm. Even though I do appreciate the fact that this is where they start to diverge from their view of what you can do on the show, which to me is essential for it continuing. Andy, what did you put at seven? Uh, for seven, it was a space museum. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Not, yeah. I'm sorry. 
You know, like I, again, started off strong, sort of, started off weird, which I was, I'm always into. Like, I like it when something makes me feel um, kind of weird and uncomfortable. You know, I'm a big fan of like so-called weird fiction, like uh, Jeff Vandermeer, like the, with the, the Annihilation kind of Area X stuff. I like that. I like feeling kind of unstuck and unsettled. And it just didn't really go go any place very interesting and kind of, I don't know, it just felt very weird and disconnected. And Yeah. I, I really appreciate when there's a mystery that draws you into a story, but it's got to be a satisfying payoff. Right? Yeah, you know? exactly. And this one had a great mystery and that I forgot about pretty much. Right. That said, Vicky was great, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my number seven was the exact same as base. For a long time, I probably would have put the Romans at the bottom because the first time I watched it, I did not like it at all. Wow. And I'm still not a big fan of it. But um, yeah, nah, it's it's just too goofy. The only thing that really saves it for me is the, you know, Vicky doctor relationship moments. Anytime Vicky and the doctor are together, it's pure gold. All the other times, I just didn't really want to watch it. (laughs) The doctor outsmarting Nero and being responsible for Rome burning was kind of cool. Yeah. But not cool enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. I think that brings us to number six. six. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, on my list, I had The Chase. Okay. Really? Yeah, where uh, this is kind of a, a nice bookend for this season in a way. This is this is the end for, for Barbara and Ian. And they mm-hmm. kind of go out in a similar way they came in. You know, like their first big real sci-fi adventure with the doctor had to do with the Daleks. This one has to do with the Daleks. I just found it a little bit disjointed. Um, It was another one of these serials that is a bunch of interesting little ideas pieced together. Um, And it didn't hold together for me as well. Always got to love the Daleks. I think they actually elevate it for me. Yeah, it's basically the keys of Marinus with Daleks. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so what do you have here, Andy? Uh, this is where I put the the Romans. Okay. Yeah. Ah, I just, okay. Yeah, it, it, it was, I, I think we're pre, like, I think we're probably going to roughly hew the same, ex- except maybe as we get towards the top. Yeah, I, so my, my own reflections on the Romans, I, I don't have much more to add, um, you know, Vicky and the Doctor are awesome. I can't really remember very much about Ian's journey at all. I remember Barbara was like an like an she was like getting creeped on pretty hardcore. Yeah, and she was like an I don't know she was like party to poison. I don't know. Anyway, it's it's whatever. I don't really remember that much about it, but I remember Barbara was still pretty cool. And um, yeah, I mean, you know when um. They tried to poison Barbara, but almost poisoned Nero, thanks to Vicky. <laughs> I think I poisoned Nero. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, and again, I guess I'm on the same wavelength as Bay because I also put the chase at number six. Because, wow. you know, it's got... I mean, yeah, the Daleks definitely raised it up, but as I said, it's basically the Keys of Marinus. And it has the same issue as the Keys of Marinus. 
it has bits that I really like. I mean, I know you all didn't like the Haunted House episode of it all that much. I loved that. <laughs> but then there are other bits that are just like, yeah, okay, that's silly. That you could have just, you know, ignored like two of these episodes or three or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, so it, it has that same sort of issue where it's just basically Terry Nation being too lazy to write a full story. So just writing a few episodes and linking them together with Daleks. The thing that really sticks in my mind for this particular serial, I think, is the ghost ship. Uh, I, I wasn't familiar with that, that Mary story. Mary Celeste, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, it, I don't know. I thought that was cool. Although they had they hammered it home that it was the Mary yeah. Celeste like three yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they overdid it a bit. Yeah. All right, so moving on to number five, Bay. So we're kind of here in the very middle of of this ranking. And I, I feel like Andy is going to give me a hard time for this one. I said Planet of Giants. That's fine. I, you I, know. I feel like I feel like <laughs> that's probably near the top for you. I I appreciated what they did. It's a very cool idea. And it was an interesting way to start season two. I don't know. I I felt like the other plot, what was going on in the modern world of of giant, you know, like modern England with the environmental theme and and that sort of thing, while timely, I just didn't feel like it came together very well. I don't. Maybe if we had the missing episode. Oh right, that's right. Yeah, it was four instead of three. Yeah. Um. So for me, this is uh, where I put the crusade. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I don't remember it very well. That's really it. Like, I, I remember, I remember there were some interesting kind of doctor development stuff. And yeah, that's it. It's just, it's just kind of, just kind of faded for me. Uh, I remember King Richard and stuff yeah. that's it that's all i, I mean got. king rich i mean julian glover was fantastic as right. uh, richard so it's difficult to forget him but yeah and again sticking with bay i also put planet of giants here really oh i thought you might have had it higher no I, I ended up putting it here and it's not so much because i think it's a weak story as i think the other four are particularly strong ones mm. um and, you know, the Planet of Giants, I do like quite a bit. I The sets are fantastic. The, you know, real world, big world part, yeah, okay, that gets a little bit not very great. But anytime we're with the Doctor and the Companions dealing with the, you know, tiny world stuff, the sets are amazing. Okay, Barbara does a couple of really stupid things, but, you know... <laughs> It's it's a good story. It's just not as good as the ones that the other ones on the list. That that fly prop. Yeah. I just love that fly oh, prop. Oh yeah, no, the the props are fantastic in that story. You can't really compare the props to anything else. If you were just going by props alone, that would be the clear winner. Okay, so uh, I guess we're moving on to our number fours. Um okay. Uh and Shawnee, I I'm with you by the way. I you know, looking back over the season, it's very strong. So f- we've just got hits from here on out, I think. I had number four as The Rescue. 
Which surprises me you haven't said it yet, because I remember you not liking it very much when we talked about it. So I was waiting for it to show up, but... <laughs> the more I've thought about it, and, and in talking over it with you guys, the more I appreciate it. I appreciate it now for some of the reasons that I didn't like it then, because I was kind of hurt to have lost Susan, and then we got a new companion that I didn't know and almost didn't care to know, you know. Yeah. But Vicky is so likable that it's like, you've got to bump it up for her because this is her introduction. Um, the villain was interesting. Yeah. Um, the the kind of ultimate scene there uh, with the sh- showdown between him and the doctor in the temple was very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think that this one gets... A lot of mileage out of being a shorter yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and that is exactly why it's my number four as well. Huh. In addition to um, the kind of Forbidden Planet-esque almost aspect of it, like them, like the fact that the, the, the enemy was eventually him all along you know i mean like it's that's a loose connection to draw i know but like that's the only thing that i could think of to add because like i basically feel the same way i definitely kind of you know narrowed my eyes a little bit at at vicky for maybe a second but she grew on me pretty quickly especially when she like had a nickname for her like alien pet i just i was like okay they're really trying something new here because like i remember you know i don't remember that kind of open-mindedness necessarily from Susan. I mean, it was there, I'm sure, but like, it wasn't like a, uh, like they came, they kind of came out of the gate saying, all right, this is who Vicky is. She is different and she is from the future. And, you know, she's maybe a little bit more open-minded about this kind of stuff. And, you know, she just wins you over. And I also remember that the, I'm trying to remember, because I think it's like the end with, were they like ghosts that like, no, they or... were just survivors. Right. Yeah. Well, I like to think of them as ghosts, <laughs> like vengeful ghosts or something like that. Um, and so, like that's that was that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, that's my my number four as well. All right, and at number four, I stuck in the Crusade. Ah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a great historical story. As I said, Julian Glover gives an amazing performance as King Richard. He really does. The supporting cast in this story is amazing. Your main characters do kind of get lost. It's kind of just like they're there wandering around and they don't really have much of an effect on the story. But that's okay. It's a fun story. I enjoyed it quite a bit. But yeah, um, I think this is a good good spot for it. I almost put it at number three, but I settled for four with it. So moving on to our top threes. Bay, what did you put at three? Top three. So the one that got the bronze medal for me is the Time Meddler. Oh. Yeah. I I have a feeling we might be flipped on on some of our uh <laughs> yeah. our choices there, Andy. Um I thought the Time Meddler was a really cool concept. We've gotten uh I don't want to say enemy. He was really more of a mischief maker yeah. um than anything else. A character that we haven't really seen before. I think he's uh, 
he's kind of a harbinger of things to come for us. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to see how they continue to develop uh, the Time Lords. And it was just a, a new concept, a new way of doing a historical drama. I got to tell you, when I was doing my ranking in the first place, I bumped all of those historical dramas up near the top <laughs> because they tend to be my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like when they delve into history, especially maybe European history that I'm less familiar with. I mean, I know a lot of British school children probably know more about the Battle of Hastings and the Crusades and the Romans than I do. But um, not having as much of that background, it was interesting for me to learn about. And that to-do list. Yeah, the to-do list was fantastic. Yeah, you got to give it up for the to-do list. I'm and sorry. the chemistry between the monk and the doctor was also... Yeah. <laughs> right. He was not bad. I just, yeah. I wanted more. I guess I expected more from other Time Lords that I've seen in like the modern series. So number three for me was, and just bear with me, was the chase. But... Only, yeah. <laughs> only the end, right? Like, <laughs> like the like the mechanism. Because, like, I like again the first several episodes. I was just kind of, oh, I hated them. But like the and, and this is like where I'm gonna reveal that I'm I'm you know I like I, I think of myself sometimes as real is somewhat sophisticated, but also like it's pumpkin spice season, and in some ways I'm basic. <laughs> as hell and the one of the ways in which i am basic as hell is explosions and explosions and zooming around yeah you you enjoy a you know mediocre michael bay movie yeah but for the time like i just imagine if i'd have seen that as a as like a child in the 60s i would have been like you know i just would have lost my your head would have gone scanners yes i want those mechanical jack-o'-lanterns yes i want them in my room because like (laughs) i would have probably been that kid that was like i don't think the dogs are that cool everybody thinks the dogs are so cool because i was a little counterculture and like i would have seen the mechanoids and i've been like yeah no i can like (laughs) stick it to pimbrose down the street with his stupid dalek toy uh not steven he can get bent but um <laughs> uh you know I, I i had to put it up high because it just it was it was a touching kind of departure moment for me and like we've already talked about ian and barbara leaving i do remember finding it a little kind of hard days night beatles yeah. kind of movie at the end yeah. there where it's like and then and it just yeah. kind of does like the little you know freeze, freeze frame. frames of them and i was like huh you know i feel like even back then they knew that there were that a good way to see somebody off was like a slow walk off camera into the sunset not like a goofy tween. montage yeah, yeah. it's so. it's interesting to juxtapose that departure with the one we had earlier in the season with susan which was like clearly written to have gravitas, right? Like yeah. it was like hard for her, for him. We'll get to that. We'll get to that very soon. Yeah. I mean, next, in fact, because I guess that I'm being a bit controversial here and putting the Dalek invasion of Earth at number three. Number three. Really? Ooh, okay. okay. Yes. Well, then let's talk about that stuff because, like, <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, 
I think one of my favorite things about that, thinking back about Susan's departure, is I remember they wrote it so well and she acted it so well, right? Like she really did want to leave, right? Mm -hmm. She was really done, but she felt like she should stay even though she didn't want to. And he kind of made that, even as a little patriarchal, but he kind of made that decision for her that he knew that she actually wanted. And that was like, you know, that tugged on the heartstrings a little. So Yeah. I mean, this one, yeah, I ended up putting it here at three because I I feel that, um, well, I like the other two more, but um, I think that this is a pretty strong Dalek story. It's longer than it needs to be, definitely. But um, that the last scene really is what bumps it up for me yeah. to this oh, yeah. this slot. Um, as I, I was a little bit mixed between whether to put this at three or four. And yeah, that, that closing departure scene is what bumps it up to three for me. All right. So moving on to the number twos, Bay. S- silver medal for me went to the Crusades. Uh, sorry, the crusade. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, my mom was an English teacher. I love me some Shakespeare. This felt very Shakespearean. I loved Richard. I loved Saladin. I looked at maps. I read about the crusades. I wanted to know how far some of these cities were from each other. Jaffa, you yeah. know, it made me invested in what actually happened historically, which Despite the show having gone in a less educational direction, you know, like I kind of felt that tug and I enjoyed it. Ian being knighted was kind of moving, especially, and I know that it wasn't part of the original episode, but that little, I don't know what you want to call it, stinger, that little addition Uh, that he recorded. Yeah. Like, I actually found that kind of moving. What was this? Oh, at the beginning of the version that um, Bay and I watched, there was a little intro by um guy who played Ian. Oh, that's not fair. Now I remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that explains some of it, maybe. That, that's not why, really, I'm, I'm bumping it up to where it is. I, I thought also when it first came about that we we're going to watch a serial on the Crusades, I was concerned about what a 1960s British depiction of the battle between Christianity and Islam was going to look like. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, very. I don't know. I thought I thought it was very well done. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've had a lot of the same things. Like I went, re- refreshed myself on the Crusades, went and dug out my, you know, 18 year old college notes from my class on the crusades stuff like that <laughs> you people are so much better than me like I, I i feel like this is a good time for me to call out that it has been it really has been months um and like for whatever you know different things fade at different rates i do remember now like really liking the Saladin like performance so sorry <laughs> for putting it so low i just forgot i mean it's like your opinion, man. Oh, I know. But like, I do feel like I'm giving it a bit of a short shrift because I don't remember it. And I kind of ranked it based on how memorable it was. But yeah. So what got your silver medal, Andy? Uh, the Invasion of Earth. 
like absolutely um like of course yes it was a little long you know and maybe this is a it's a benefit you know talking about things that are a little bit more distant in my memory you know i guess because it's an interesting kind of experience to show like what you remember about things versus what you don't and you know it's not so fresh in my mind anymore so i'm remembering the highlights and i'm remembering like that all the effort they went to to like really blockbusterize it like yeah for, you know they knew their audience they knew what they wanted and they delivered right like they're like we are going to have daleks in on london bridge yeah that's right you're gonna see it and like d- then they like do like previews and stuff like that for it too like they ran like tv spots like daleks on the london bridge or something definitely a lot of magazine things right. and stuff like that yeah they tagged places around London with like weird Dalek glyphs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. It's like the original viral marketing. Yeah. I don't think they did a TV spot for this one. I know they did one for the web planet for some reason. But oh, no, no, no. But like like the Dalek glyph thing, that's so cool. Um, you know They it made was, it into a movie. Yeah. That's right, they did. Uh, don't but we're not supposed to talk about that right like it's like you know he shall not be named but like (laughs) yeah it was um i really liked it and susan you know departure really cool like we've already discussed and yeah i thought you know like you say it did it certainly dragged on a little bit but like just this the spectacle of it i just thought was really cool and it was so wide-ranging and they just really swung for the fences on it yeah and my number two here, I put in The Rescue. Uh, because, you know, our intro to Vicky, who, as I think we've all made it clear, we love. Vicky's fantastic. You've got a real soft spot for her. Yeah. And, you know, it's a great length for the story that they're telling. Just, you know, quick little intro and yeah. a fun little mystery. Um, and yeah, I, they did very well with what they had. That final scene was fun. The doctor and cocky Lickin uh, confrontation. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to love in that episode. And I think it's one that's often unfairly forgotten. But um, yeah, it's, it's the perfect blueprint for a companion introduction. So moving on to our number ones, Bay. Gold medal, and the crowd goes wild for the Dalek invasion of Earth. Of course, yeah, good choice. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty evident by now which one I'd uh, I put at the top. I part of it also has to do with how I experienced it too. Shawnee had just called this one the invasion, you know, and then you've got <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that little Dalek tank coming up out of the water. So cool. You've got. Um, I think one of the cooler alien invasion stories I've ever seen where humanity loses. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's like Independence Day, you know, all right, go planet Earth. Everything's great. This is like a really dark future. Don't throw any corpses into the Thames. (laughs) You know, it was super intense. They poured a ton of money into it. It was... It was The Wandering Earth. There's a Chinese movie yeah. called The Wandering Earth where the Chinese decide to save the Earth by moving it out of the solar <laughs> system. That's basically what the Daleks yeah, were it, doing. <laughs> Except not save it. <laughs> like, 
how crazy is that? We're going to fly the planet around like a spaceship. Wild ideas. Terry Nation's a madman, but there's a reason that he got paid. Right. I mean, we don't know why they want to do it. It's insane, but whatever. (laughs) No, I think it really solidifies the Daleks as um, the Doctor's main foe. Yeah. And it's very important for the Doctor's development because... As long as Susan's around, he's your grandfather. He's not the main character in his own story. So we have a heartwarming send-off for Susan, and then he's allowed to become who he always was meant to be. Yeah. Well, uh, here it is. Uh, My number one is the Planet of Giants. All right. Yeah. I mean, like, in all the Doctor Who I've seen, I had never seen them get shrunk down or i thought it was an interesting explanation of how they got shrunk down right i mean like when you think about it the tardis is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside like that's not just a toss-off phrase right like the energy and the twisting of space-time that would be required to accomplish such a feat is perhaps held in a very delicate balance uh, by a very powerful power source and if something goes slightly wrong you know, who knows what could happen. I also enjoyed the exploration of like the real science of, yes, in fact, that is what people would sound like if you were teeny tiny. And to them, you would be scarcely audible at all. If, if anything, you'd sound like a mosquito perhaps or something like that. I thought it was clever that they like took the time to figure that, that out. I mean, that, that's not, you know, it sounds like they did their homework. In addition, just the sets, I thought they really went balls out for that one like the 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 sink and the the like there wasn't like the sink chain and like oh yeah the like the hole in the wall that uh hiding in the drains trap or whatever yeah the awesome fly and everything like i mean like the the chemical stuff was just kind of ancillary really for me like like i mean it was like i i agree it was kind of a, a odd disjointed I don't know, drama piece set background for the main story. But like, you know, I I was looking at all the episodes tonight and doing my best to say like, okay, what do I remember? And what I remember is Planet of Giants. It is very memorable. It wowed me. The writer understood how terrifying cats are. Right. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, think about it. Like they are adorable, but I watch, like I've got two and I watch what they do. And then I imagine, you know, maybe I, I, you know, I'm sure there were probably like shrink, shrink movies before this, probably, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But like, this has got to be a fairly early example of like, yeah, they're cute now. But like, you try being like tiny and skittery and see like how horrifying that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Honey, I shrunk the doc. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Don't call me doc. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, you know. In terms of the sets, you can't beat it. It's great. And yeah, my number one is The Time Meddler. Um, As as I said, when we watched this episode, this is possibly one of my favorite William Hartnell stories. Um, I think his interactions with the monk are fantastic. I think the humor in it is works a lot better than the humor in, say, The Romans worked. I nah. like the character of the monk quite a bit. And, you know, just this idea of, you know, 
he's the doctor, but one who likes to mess with time. And it really, in a lot of ways, redefines the show. It redefines the show's concept of whether or not you could change history. And it redefines um, the show's, you know, what the show can do in terms of episodes set in history. So it's Mm -hmm. an important milestone. Yeah. So, yeah, I think all around, it's both a very important episode and a very enjoyable one. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my number one. So, uh, with, with that, uh, do does anybody have any additional thoughts on this season or anything else they want to say about um, this season or about uh, any <laughs> concerns going into our next season's Reconstruction Fest? Well, I don't know what that means, and that sounds ominous, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say what I was going to say before you scared me with that. Um, uh, what I was going to say was I think the third season is going to be like, it's going to, for me at least, it's going to be an interesting watershed because like I was wondering what they would possibly do with the second season. And it's, you know, th- it, this has some really that second season energy where they're like, Oh, yo, people, like this and they we've got things that we can bring back that are like kind of sure hits and this budget that we can faff around with and do some crazy stuff and they're kind of like getting their stride and so a third season is a perfect place to either go even bigger and do even better or like get a little cocky and kind of crappy and that it'll be it was i was going to say it's going to be interesting to see what's going on there but i suppose there's a third option too which is whatever you were just talking about I thought what you, you were going to say is we're headed for a slump. There's got to be a slump. Yeah, I mean, oh, of course. But like I, gosh, even just from like some of the small snippets that I've seen, I feel like our our great slumps are yet to come. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that, that very well could be. But I also have to wonder, for the most part, we haven't had a lot of reconstructions. Mm-hmm. So is one of the reasons that we have a lot of reconstructions coming up because they're just not that good. Um, it's not so much that as the fact that they they the overseas selling deals didn't extend beyond this season. Oh, was that's a lot interesting. Of oh, and I also yeah. feel really dumb right now because I thought you meant like reconstruction, like a baseball team falling apart. No, but you you no. you were talking about missing episodes. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There's just tell us tell us snaps and that sort of thing. Animation. Well, that's another issue with these because the the new producer coming in decided he didn't want to do the telesnaps anymore. Oh, so boy. the reconstructions are based a lot more on promotional images and stuff like that, making oh, no. it even more difficult to uh, piece it together. Oh, are we gonna get some like MS Paint stuff? <laughs> not not that bad. I mean, I'm sure you could find that type of reconstruction out there, but no. Do we at least have audio or scripts? Oh yeah, no, we have scripts and audio for everything. Thank goodness. Yeah. That would have been really no. Tough. There's everything has scripts. Everything has audio. We just don't have the visual for everything. I can deal with that. I can work with that. Yeah. How dare you make me read? Yes. Right. Well, I can, you know, I can audible that, you know, I can do it. I can do this. So I guess overall, what do we want to give this season? Do we want to give this the season two and up a meh or a down? And we'll start with Andy. Oh, um, up. 
Yeah. I mean, like, even the things that were bad, like, I remember them, right? And yeah. they were, you know, like... <laughs> How web... can you forget? <laughs> yeah. I can't. Like, Web Planet was just hot garbage. And Seared yet... into your mind forever. And yet, ballsy, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Time Meddler, even though I didn't like it as, rest, you know, as much as, as, as you guys, I think that's probably just because I didn't remember it very well. But cool idea. Uh, new Two... Yeah, two. Two new companions... You know, like a lot of new stuff, a lot of old stuff, this good mixture of both um, playing around with their bigger budget, their newfound fame, kind of shaking things up a bit. Um, yeah. Thumbs up. All right. Bay, how about you? You know, it was interesting going into this um, this recording. I was thinking back and trying to remember over uh, some of these episodes and compare the two seasons. I remember at the end, at our first wrap up, it was like a very strong first season. And when I was going into this recording, I thought, you know, if season two had been season one, I don't know if it would have gotten renewed. But having talked through all of it, it's it's hard to make that kind of comparison. Um, and the high points of this season were definitely comparable with the high points of season one, I, I thought. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do want to give it a thumbs up. Um, the, the low points were some of the lowest for yeah. me, though. I need to be, be real about that. The, the web planet was probably the worst that we've gotten. Yeah, yeah I'm going to end up giving it a thumbs up as well. Yeah, definitely the seller of this season is far far below what we had in season one i mean i'd say there are definitely three stories here that are definitely lower down than the worst story in season one but um also we have five stories that were pretty solid in my opinion so i mean when you have five out of nine that are solid to fantastic you you really can't give it anything less than a thumbs up so i guess that about wraps up our season two wrap up and so next time we'll get into season three where we'll be talking about the serial galaxy four where we have one out of four episodes in existence whoa so Three out of the four will be reconstructions, starting our um, slate of reconstructions off early. Oh, man. Oh, boy. (laughs) Uncharted territory. Yep. We get a lot of reconstructions in the early going of this next season. (laughs) So, yes. Join us next time for Galaxy 4. In the meantime, you know, as Bay said earlier, please give us some feedback rate, share, and subscribe. You could rate us on iTunes. You could rate us on Podchaser. We are available on plenty of different podcast platforms. So, yeah, and, you know, share us with your friends. Write into us at drwhosthat at google.com. We want to hear from you. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. I mean, it's been been kind of a wild ride, and, you know... um, we're we're right there with everybody and our in our homes and watching TV and old TV and and Doctor Who and and we I, having a great time 
making this for you and um you know just look forward to getting into season three yeah in the depths of our 2020 pandemic uh who doesn't want to jump in a tardis and go to another place and time yeah yeah (laughs) definitely yeah thanks for joining us for 25 episodes already wow Uh, they've been great fun lots of ups and occasional zarby (laughs) 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 and we'll see you next time good night